This is the True Adventure Podcast, Episode 7. Welcome to the True Adventure Podcast. You love the outdoors and are ready to intentionally use Mother Nature to find your truest life. You struggle to filter out the noise of opinions of those around you. You are not as happy with your daily job as you could be. Here, we talk about how reflection, yoga, and adventure can help you rediscover your truest self. When you're ready to welcome adventure to live your truest life, this is the podcast for you. Now, your host, Karina Baldwin, the adventure guide, yoga teacher, and mental performance coach. Hello, my friends. Happy Friday. I'm your host, Karina Baldwin. I'm so excited for you guys to be here for yet another week of the True Adventure podcast. And this week is special because I am giving away a full America the Beautiful Pass. If you don't know what America the Beautiful Pass is, it is a national park pass. It gets you into any national park across the United States for an entire year year and America the beautiful past because truly America the United States has some of the most incredible terrain I have ever seen I grew up in Florida growing up next to the National Park of the Everglades and now I live next to the Northern Cascades and Mount Rainier and the Olympics I've gone to Yosemite National Park I've gone to the Badlands all of this on my America the beautiful past And so I'm giving one away to one of you, to one of the listeners of the True Adventure podcast. You are going to be receiving an America the Beautiful pass, a full pass for an entire year. And if you already have an America the Beautiful pass, I will be paying for your next one. You will be getting a new one. Whenever your America the the Beautiful pass expires, I got you for your next one. Don't worry. So how do you get this America the Beautiful Pass? Well, let me tell you. On Apple Podcast, you can rate and review this podcast. Go ahead and go there on Apple Podcast. Click write a review. Write a review of this podcast. Let me know what you think. Let others know what this podcast is about, what you have learned from it, what you enjoy about it. If there's something that you one segment that you loved, a guest that you loved, Anything that spoke to you, write a review about it. And I will be picking one person who wrote a review to receive an America the Beautiful Pass. I'm so excited to be giving this away. America the Beautiful Pass has truly changed how I got to national parks. I mean, it truly, it literally saves you so much money and you're getting it for free. So there's no harm done in writing a review and you're helping others see this podcast. The more people that write reviews, the more people that rate this podcast, the more people will be able to hear this message. The message of that we have control over our lives. We have the ability to go out and adventure and do all the things that we love and prioritize the things that actually make us happy. All of that because you wrote a review. And on top of that, you get an America the Beautiful pass. I would say that's a pretty dang good deal. So Apple Podcasts, write a review, and you are entered in to get an America the Beautiful pass. In order to fully be entered in, though, you have to write a review, 
screenshot it and send it to me on Instagram. So if you don't follow me on Instagram, it's at pnwyogi underscore, like Pacific Northwest Yogi underscore. So write a review on Apple Podcasts, take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM, and you are officially entered to win an America the Beautiful Pass. All right, enough of the giveaway. Let's get started. Let's get down to business. Today, as you saw by the title of this, it is the top six mistakes you make when you are first getting outdoors. I know so many people who are listening to this podcast. I almost said watching this podcast. If only you could see me. I am sitting in my closet and Zach, my boyfriend, just made fun of me because he didn't know that I recorded all of these in my closet. But here we are. Top six mistakes you make when you first are getting outdoors. And the reason I want to do this is because I want you to have a quicker learn learning curve than I did and that the my friends did. I know like I created this list based off of so many conversations I had with my friends around me. So let's just hop right in. The first mistake you make when you're first getting outdoors is you think you need the best gear. You don't. You don't need Chacos. You don't need the best hiking boots. You don't need the Columbia rain jacket or the Osprey backpack or the North Face fleece or anything like that. You don't, honestly. Like, don't get me wrong. When you start getting really into things, some of the name brands are worth the splurge. But when you're first getting into it, let me tell you, All you need are sneakers, a t-shirt that's comfortable, shorts or leggings or whatever kind of pant that is comfortable that can flex and you can move around in, a hat, some sunscreen, and something as simple as a Jansport backpack. That's all you need. You need to be able to carry all your snacks for the day and be able to step on some rocks maybe your feet might get a little wet but that's okay I had a friend that came out here to the Pacific Northwest and he didn't want to buy hiking boots and I said that's totally cool he literally hiked all of the hikes that I did in sneakers and Nike free runs to be exact and he was fine he was the happiest of campers it was totally cool everything worked out sometimes his feet got a little more wet than the rest of us but he was fine. He backpacked in those sneakers. Like he didn't even need that for backpacking. And let me tell you his backpacking setup, by the way, also. His backpacking setup was my 24 liter backpack, which is about the size of like a school, like a Jansport backpack. Um, And we put a sleeping pad on top of it, which was basically a glorified like stretching mat. (laughs) And he packed his clothes in there. I carried all the stove and uh, um, my boyfriend, Zach, carried our tent. And that's all that my friend carried. His, he had his Nike free runs, a stretching mat to sleep on, and a Florida sleeping bag, which was like 40 degrees that he got from Walmart. And he backpacked in the Pacific Northwest and he did it and he did it well. He was good. He was good to go. So it's very possible to do it with just what you have, some borrowed gear. You don't need to spend a ton of money. And here's some options. If you are like looking for 
the quote-unquote right gear, you can get tons of secondhand stuff that is basically brand new because people buy things from like REI or like Bass Pro and then will literally return it and it's like Best Buy and you go for like box open kind of thing and it's discounted. So REI has an outlet that you can get things from. They also have um, an REI garage sale. This is members only and membership is only 20 bucks once and then you're like an REI member. So personally, if you're really getting into the outdoors, I highly recommend you getting one of those. One, because REI actually has a really good cash back um, uh, like purchasing reward system. It's like 10%. I spend a lot of money at REI. It's like probably shameful sometimes on how much I spend at REI. But other than the garage sale, there's also tons of local gear swaps. Usually gear swaps are like mid-season or end of the season of whatever season it is, whether it's hiking or skiing. Gear swaps are another really, really great way to get into new gear. Some of them are like, if you bring a jacket, you can leave with a jacket. Some of them are like pay to enter. Um, some of them only pay with what you take or what you're like, you know, what you pick out, what you're leaving with, you buy a jacket, you know, you pay for that specific jacket. So it's all different. So I would just quite literally Google Facebook, um, any of those kinds of like meetup groups and just look for a local gear swap and type in what exactly you're looking for. So like local hiking swap, local ski swap, local, um, if you're into, you know, swimming or something. I actually am not a swimmer, so I don't even know if there's gear swap for that. There's not much that you need for swimming. If you're a swimmer and you need lots of gear, please uh, write a review and let me know. (laughs) Send me a screenshot. Maybe you get an America the Beautiful Pass. But those are all great ways to get secondhand gear for so much cheaper than buying brand new. So that's the first mistake that you make when you're first getting into the outdoors is you're spending so much money on new gear and you don't quite know what it is yet so you don't actually know what you like and then you end up wasting potentially hundreds potentially thousands of dollars on gear that either doesn't feel good or it doesn't fit your body just right or it looks great and it's the name brand but you don't love it you don't actually practically love it number one mistake Number two mistake is not following the leave no trace rule. The leave no trace rule is a basic rule of the outdoor life. And if you own an Osprey backpack, it's actually printed on the inside of those backpacks, the backpacking backpacks. And they're pretty much plastered all over national parks in the United States. So the seven principles of leave no trace is one, plan and prepare. So always tell someone, always have a plan, always let someone know, whether it's a ranger, a friend, a parent. Don't tell your dog because your dog can't send help, but (laughs) you can tell someone at home where you're going, a general plan, and when you plan on being back. So that way, if you're not back by that time, they can send help. That's so, so important. Even if you're staying within cell service, it's so smart to stay with a plan and prepare. Second principle, travel and camp on durable surfaces. 
so many national parks are trampled through because people are like, oh, it's this beautiful meadow and I just want to take a picture in it. Well, you're trampling on plants that can't withstand getting stepped on. Some of them don't grow back after that. And if 10, 20, 50, 200 people walk that same path over and over and over again, it destroys the wildlife in that area. So always stay on trail. It's so tempting to get off trail and take the picture, the beautiful, amazing picture, but stay on trail and you will preserve nature and wildlife and our national parks so much longer. And the same goes for camping. Always camp in designated camp spots. It's so, so important. All right, third principle of the leave no trace behind. Dispose of waste properly. Sometimes that sucks. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, you should absolutely put that cliff bar wrapper back in your backpack. But also leave no trace. The disposing of waste properly also means packing out your dog's poop. Even if you're not in a national park and it's a dog-friendly trail, pick the poop up and put it in your bag. It stinks and it sucks, but it's better for the environment. Dispose of your waste properly. It's so, so important because one banana peel will rot there for I don't know how long. Yeah, it's biodegradable, but there's tons of chemicals in human food and dog food. And maybe you're a cat person and you bring your cat on a trail. All these man-made foods that go through our digestive system, they aren't good for the environment. There's a lot of chemicals, a lot of processes that happen. They're not natural. And even if you're literally eating fruits and vegetables and you think an apple core is biodegradable, do not throw it off the trail. Put it in a Ziploc bag, put it back in your backpack. Dispose of your waste properly. Number four of the leave no trace. Leave what you find. Take only pictures. So it's not, I'm going to take this rock to remember my trip to Yosemite. Don't do that. Leave it there. What if a squirrel loved that rock? And don't take any squirrels either. But leave everything when you find it. So don't disrupt things. Don't move logs. Sometimes it's fun and it's easy for us to just like shove things over and we want to look under things and and adjust because like, oh, this log would be more comfortable if I rolled it over or stood it upright. But leave it. Leave it there. Don't take it. Only take memories and pictures. Number five of the leave no trace. Minimize campfire impact. I think this, you know, speaks for itself. Only set a campfire in a designated campfire ring. There's literally like there'll be a ring of rocks and it'll be clear that you can set a fire there. And usually they are marked on maps as a designated campfire spot, either in a campsite or a um, like widely populated area where it's like okay and rangers are able to like regulate it. Just like Smokey the Bear says, only you can prevent wildfires, my friends. So minimize the campfire impact, only light fires where they're designated supposed to be a fire. Number six, respect wildlife. I think, again, 
This one speaks for itself. It's so tempting to want to hand a squirrel a peanut because they're just so cute and you want to feed them. But there's so many chemicals in our peanuts. There's so many chemicals in the cliff bars, so many chemicals even in the bananas and the oranges that have peels and are able to be protected from pesticides. Do not feed the wildlife because what happens so sadly is the wildlife gets way too comfortable with humans. And that's actually the reason that we don't want to feed wildlife, not because our peanuts are going to have chemicals and destroy their tiny little stomachs, although it will. But on top of that, the more likely thing that will happen is that squirrel will get so comfortable with humans that it will start coming around. And unfortunately, a car is much bigger than a squirrel. And the same thing goes for all other animals with bears and deer. The more comfortable they get with humans, the more likely danger happens. And unfortunately, as humans, we are here to keep other humans safe primarily. And so if a bear comes close and starts getting aggressive with other humans, that bear will either be put down or relocated away from its home. Protect your wildlife by keeping it wild and keeping it far away from you. Observe it from afar. Do not try and feed the animals. As tempting as it is, as cute and cuddly as they are, you are doing them a huge favor and you are quite literally saving their life by not feeding their, by not feeding them. And the seventh leave no trace basic rule is be considerate of others. This is of other people, of the rangers, of animals. You want to be considerate. You don't want to be blaring music as you're running through a national forest. People are trying to enjoy all that nature has. If there's a ton of crowds around this amazing waterfall, don't shove and push and stand right in the middle of everyone else's picture. Take turns. Be a courteous human. I believe in you. Maybe I'll do an entire podcast just on the seven principles because like I could go into depth on so many of them, on all of them, honestly. So those are the leave no trace basic seven principles that need to be followed. So if you're not following those, that is number two, the biggest mistake that you are making when you first get into the outdoors. So commit those to memory. Seven basic leave no trace principles. All right, number three, the third biggest mistake people make is not bringing enough water or food for the day. It seems easy. It's not. And for those who have been on their first hike or 10th hike, know that it is so hard to ration correctly sometimes. You think a cliff bar, a sandwich, and maybe an apple and you're good. And then you're four and a half miles in and you realize your breakfast wasn't big enough. So you already ate the cliff bar, cliff bar before you even left the car. And now you're down to like your last three bites of your sandwich. And you're like, it's not good, my friends. And for all of my friends who have had to deal with hangry Karina, I am deeply, deeply sorry. 
And you think I'm kidding, but my friends who have seen Hangry Karina, she is not a pretty sight and she is not someone you want to be around. Zach will literally never poke the bear when Hungry Karina is out. It's just not. It's not a good sign. It's not good when Karina gets hungry. My general rule to keep me happy (laughs) with water as well is 10 ounces of water for every mile. For some people, you might need way less. I know one of my friends, he's an avid backpacker, avid hiker, and for a five-mile trek, he would bring one Nalgene, which is 32 ounces. He he was he would, like, no problem. 32 ounces, he's like, I'm good. Me, five-mile trek, minimum two Nalgenes. Honestly, I might bring three. And Nalgene's are always like, I, I loved having those because they have markers on the side. They're reusable. They're great for stickers um, as well. So super great. I love them. But yeah, general rule, 10 ounces of water for every mile that you hike. And for food, just generally, like, be smart about it. You know, have a good decent size meal before you start the hike probably halfway I we always stop for lunch regardless of the size of our hike but definitely definitely need a meal in there sweets and salties are always a good start super always a good start all right mistake number four believing you have to know everything before you start Everyone was once new. We have all been there, whether it's from a very young age, and maybe we quite don't remember the youngest time that we hiked. But hiking is simply just putting one foot in front of the other. It's literally it. It's walking, personally. Anyone who tells you differently, they can have their opinion, in my opinion. Hiking is simply walking. You're just in nature and out of breath like 90% of the time. The solution here, though, is accept that you won't know everything. Even experts continue to learn. You continue to get safer and more knowledgeable and learn about more gear and more technology and more trails. And the more often you go somewhere, the more familiar you get with the landscape and the weather and how you should pack, whether it's for a desert hike or a hike in Florida or a hike in the Pacific Northwest or in Denver, and you're at 14,000 feet, whatever it is, have a plan. Know the safety basics. Do your very best. Do the research. Make sure you know what kind of terrain you're going into, if there's any dry spots of water, if you need to bring a filter, if you're backpacking, or if you're just like going for a mile and a half you know exactly how to get there and get back like will you have service will you not just like do all the research you can and trust also generally hikers and outdoorsy people generally this is an assumption as well and this is a belief that I have they're good people and they're here for you as well there are lots of stories of good Samaritans helping you out So don't be afraid to ask. And that leads us into mistake number five. Thinking that you need someone else to take you or come with you or that you have to be a quote-unquote real hiker to go hiking. 
If anyone ever says that, that you have to be a quote unquote real hiker, you can walk away from them. There is no such thing as a quote unquote real hiker. Again, hiking is walking. And if you disagree with me, um, you can write a review and send a screenshot and send it to me on Instagram. And uh, maybe I'll give you an America the Beautiful pass if you can convince me that hiking is different than walking. But I'm just here to say that imposter syndrome will always rear its head. You can do these things on your own. Obviously, there are some safety concerns. And if you're worried about that, especially if maybe if you're a female and if you're a female alone slash without a dog, then maybe you want to meet up with someone and you want to join a Facebook group. I know uh, TikTok actually blew up this one Facebook group called Outdoorsy Gals. If you are not a part of it, I highly recommend. And there's actually regional outdoorsy gals. So like I personally am part of PNW outdoorsy gals. And so I've done hike meetups multiple times. And so if that's something that you're interested in, again, and also, you know, I'm avid Bumble BFF, another great source to find other people who are interested in hiking. So you don't need someone else to come with you. But if you want someone, feel free. And the last mistake that people make when they are first getting into the outdoors, drumroll everyone, is thinking that everyone is watching you. And that is false. Worry about you and only you. You are hiking because you want to. You do not have to look a certain way act a certain way or be a certain way in order to hike you just simply have to go hike and you are a hiker yeah sure maybe sometimes people look at you but it's probably because you got some cool ass sneakers it's probably because you're wearing a hat of their favorite team it's probably because you're wearing a very loud colored shirt and they think it's cool That is why they're looking at you. Don't let other people looking at you stop you from going outside and doing something you love and enjoying nature and soaking it all in. You can do anything that you want to do. It's all completely possible. You simply just have to choose to do it. Everyone is out of breath themselves anyway. So... They aren't watching you. They're worried about themselves and whether or not they're going to get back in time for dinner. (laughs) All right, my friends. So let's take a quick recap. Recap the top six mistakes you make when you're getting outdoors. Number one, thinking you need the best gear. Go to that gear swap. Get the REI Garage Sale members uh, ship. Number two, not following the seven leave no trace principles. I've decided right now I'm going to do a podcast on the seven leave no trace principles. So look out for that in the future. All right, number three, you didn't bring enough water or food for the day. Honestly, always overpack. I'm, I'm here for it. Like you'd rather have an extra cliff bar than be starving and be hangry. 
like me. (laughs) Four, believing you have to know everything before you start. Simply start. We believe in you. Do the research you can, but just go. Just decide to do it. Five, thinking you need someone else to take you or come with you or that you have to be a quote-unquote real hiker. And that directly leads to mistake number six, thinking that everyone is watching you. You are a real hiker if you go out and decide to hike. I believe in you. You can do this. Learn from these mistakes. Learn from the solutions that I gave. And I can go into more detail if you were like, Karina, I need more help with, you know, mistake number five, that I don't believe that I'm a real hiker. Send me a message. Maybe I'll do an entire podcast simply on the belief that I'm a real hiker. I believe in you, my friends. You can do this. Get past these top six mistakes get past that belief, and go out and adventure. Don't forget, I'm giving it away in America the Beautiful Pass to one person who leaves a review on Apple Podcasts. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave a review, take a screenshot, send it to me on Instagram at pnwyogi underscore, Pacific Northwest Yogi underscore, and you are officially entered to win in America the Beautiful Pass. All right, my friends, that is what I have for you this Friday. I will talk to you in the next episode.